Go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy to get 20% off your first month of cognitive behavioral therapy with weekly sessions online with a therapist in addition to worksheets, a journal, meditation and yoga videos and unlimited messaging. There's strong evidence that CBT can help people who hoard and accessing therapy online can be affordable and accessible. Find out more and get your discount at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder podcast. I am drowning in stuff and trying to find a way out. Listen as I explore the issues and delve deep as somebody profoundly affected by hoarding disorder. Find out more, including links to subscribe to the podcast at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk and follow me on Twitter at That Hoarder and on Facebook at facebook.com Okay, so I'm going to start with the second in an occasional series where I share my success of the week and my weird dilemma of the week. The success of the week is a way to motivate me. It gives me something to focus on and it allows me to reflect on my achievements, which isn't something I naturally do. The weird dilemma of the week is to give people an insight into a hoarder's thought processes and how messed up our logic is when it comes to this kind of thing. So my success of the week was I got 21 bags of rubbish out of the house in one day. These have been building up for a couple of days. I had had some good, powerful sessions where I felt quite free to get rid of a lot of rubbish. And then even once I filled a rubbish bag, I can have trouble getting it out of the house. 
so they can build up in the hallway. But then I got 21 of them out in one go, and it felt great. My weird dilemma of the week, when sorting out a pile of stuff, I found some CDs, and these were the kind of CDs you could buy blank to burn your own stuff on them. And I hadn't labelled the majority of them, so I don't know what's on them. So I'm wary of throwing them away because I don't know what's on them and it might be something really valuable to me. However, it has been several years since I've had a CD player of any kind. My computer doesn't take CDs, as most modern ones don't, and I don't have a CD player. So I'm a bit stuck in being tasked, essentially, with throwing away something unknown. I don't know if the contents is valuable. I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know if it's just nonsense. I can't prove it either way. And so it sets a lot of my triggers up in one go. I'm normally very, very careful about what I throw out. It's part of the disorder. I'm very careful that nothing goes out that shouldn't. And in this case, I have no idea. And that makes me very anxious. Equally, the logic part of my head says, well, first of all, whatever it is, you haven't needed it for several years at least. And you haven't missed it in that time because you don't even know what it is. It's not like I found these CDs and went, this is what I've been looking for. I wasn't expecting to find them and I have no memory of them at all. So the logic bit of my head says, just throw them out. They're no use to you. Whatever is on them, you don't miss. And you have no way of accessing them anyway. The hoarder bit of my head says it's dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. Keep them just in case. You've got to keep them. And as yet, I haven't made a final decision about them. They are still in a pile. I still don't know what to do with them. So that is my weird dilemma of the week. And that relates to my main subject this week. I'm going to talk about another of the things that commonly hold hoarders back when they are considering getting rid of something. And that is the question, what if I need it? I can't throw away these scissors, what if I need them? I can't throw away this notebook, what if I need it? I can't throw away this out-of-date food, what if I need it? And I think hoarders often see value in things that other people don't. And so it can be even more difficult for someone who isn't a hoarder to witness that dilemma about something that they consider to be obviously not something that's needed. But we feel it strongly. This thing has potential. It could have a role. It could be important. And some of us, certainly me, that comes out of having lived for a time when you couldn't get what you needed and you didn't have what you needed. I had a time of very low income where if I threw something out and then needed it, I just wouldn't be able to replace it. And even though I'm not in that situation now, that sense sticks around. But the thing to remember, the thing I try and remember, well, there are a few things. The first is that most things can be replaced. If you throw away the scissors, you can buy scissors in the pound shop. 
it doesn't have to be a big outlay to replace them. Some things obviously cost more. You might want to give those things more thought. But a lot of the things we're having dilemmas about, those ancient envelopes that aren't even sticky anymore, it's easy enough to replace them and it's affordable to replace them. So that's one thing to bear in mind. Most things can be replaced. Secondly, there are plenty of things, plenty of things that I have kept in case I needed them. But when I did need them, I couldn't find them because the hoard is so overwhelming. So keeping it was pointless because when I did need it, it wasn't available to me. It was somewhere in a pile. It's counterproductive. You know, when you've got fewer things, you can actually find the things you genuinely need. If somebody lives in a house that isn't hoarded, they know where their scissors are. They know where their notebook is. They know where the wooden spoon is. They don't need eight wooden spoons just in case. And another aspect to consider is that you've probably already rebought at least several items because you couldn't find them. You know you own one, but you can't find it, so you buy it again anyway. That helps nobody. You're still having to rebuy it, and you've got double the clutter. So yeah, what if you need it? Could you find it? Could you replace it? Are you in a position to replace whatever it is you're having a dilemma about? Some things aren't replaceable. Some things are nostalgic or historical or unusual and can't be replaced. But a lot of things can. And especially these days, you can just look on eBay and find all sorts of crap that um, that 20 years ago you wouldn't have been able to replace. And now you can. That obscure issue of a magazine or that plush toy or whatever it is you're you're agonizing over sometimes well some sometimes it can be worth going on eBay just to see if something's available you know generally if you're trying to make that decision however do take care that you don't turn that trip to eBay into an opportunity to buy more so when you're saying to yourself oh I should keep that in case I need it ask yourself number 1 is it easy to replace Number two, is it affordable to replace? Number three, realistically, would I be able to find it in six months' time when I did need it? And number four, have you ever or are you considering rebuying something that you do definitely own because you can't find it? When you ask yourself these questions, then what if I need it is put in context. Maybe you could borrow one. There are apps where you can connect with your neighbours and lend each other stuff, whether that's a drill or a lawnmower or a tin opener. Look for things like that where you don't have to own something, especially something you don't use very often. There are alternatives and it's time to look for those alternatives. And when you say, what if I need it? Just be honest with yourself. There's a good chance you can throw away or donate or sell whatever it is you're asking yourself that question about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. In just one second, I'll give you my top tip of the week. In the meantime, please do subscribe to the podcast, review it, five stars would be amazing, and share it with your friends or anyone who might be interested or who might benefit from it. It all really helps. To find out more ways to support the website, the podcast, and my overall de-hoarding project, go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash support. Now, back to your top tip. For my top tip of the week, ask yourself questions and work out where you're most susceptible to buying stuff you don't need. Know where, which shops it is that you come home with clutter when you visit them. And then avoid those places entirely, completely. Don't go in there. It's a temptation you know you can't resist. Now for me, it's bargains. Charity shops, discount stores, that kind of thing, I cannot resist the stuff in them. Whether I need it or not, if it feels like a really good bargain, I feel almost obliged to buy it. But if I stay away from charity shops and discount stores, I save myself a lot of unnecessary purchases. I'm not having to make those decisions, should I get this or should I not? I'm just not putting myself in the position where I'm tempted, just like an alcoholic shouldn't go to a wine shop, just like a drug addict shouldn't go and socialise with their dealer. If I can stay out of charity shops and bargain shops, I'm in a much better position to not come home with stuff I don't need in the first place. Okay, thanks for listening. I will speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding podcast. You can find more online at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter at That Hoarder and on Facebook at Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder. To find out more about how you can support this podcast and the overall project, go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk forward slash support. And do subscribe to this podcast so you make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Getting professional support as a hoarder can make all the difference. Having somebody on your side who can help you to learn about yourself and make progress in your home is invaluable, but finding an affordable therapist can be a nightmare. Accessing therapy online gives you the option to find the right person who doesn't even have to be in the same country as you, never mind the same town or city. OnlineTherapy.com offers a weekly live session with a CBT therapist for individuals or couples. It offers unlimited messaging, worksheets, a journal, 
and even yoga and meditation videos to help you cope. I have a special link for you that will get you a discount at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy. As you know, I've had CBT and two years later, I still use the realizations I had about myself as well as the skills I learned. Listeners tell me that you've started to use some of the skills I've shared on this podcast. CBT is a therapy with a broad evidence base that is widely used for a range of mental health difficulties, including hoarding. OnlineTherapy.com specializes in CBT, and if you're not happy with your therapist, you can change to a new one with the click of a button, and prices start at $40 a week, which, if you've seen a therapist before, you'll know is incredibly cost-effective. What's more, if you use my link, you can get a whopping 20% off your first month. So sign up at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy and get 20% off your first month with your new online CBT therapist.